But I would just like to include yeah. something about multidimensionality in the incarnation process, because what you were talking about, uh, an old soul or an old consciousness is planning. And I was like, so most people come in more than one life at the same right. time. So you come in, I don't know how many is possible, but most people will come into many lives. That must be quite a lot of planning. Not, and it's difficult for, for me to imagine because I only feel my one life here, but somebody who comes in and, and has, you know, a hundred lives at the same time, I don't know if that's possible, but that's a lot of planning. Yeah, it is. It really is. And um, there's different ways to do that. You can pick a stream, a string of lives. It's an individual timeline, I guess I would call it. And the theme runs through the entire timeline. And that theme is uh, wisdom or it's grace or it's power or it's um, moving away from violence, um, that kind of thing. When you get into a life, when you get to be old, um, and your consciousness has awakened to the, most of yourself, uh, you know, all of yourself. <laughs> you have access to the lessons that you learned in those other lives. And, um, and so occasionally uh, something will happen and I'll say something to this effect. Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a, pro a problem comes up and... And I'll and I'm like I don't know what to do I don't know what to say so at that point I may reach out and say do I have any experience anywhere else in my um, conglomeration of lives that might give me some insight give me some ideas give me some helpful information that I could use to answer this question or resolve this problem or do this piece of work or deal with whatever it is I'm dealing with. Um, and that answer, then I go do something. Um, and that answer may come in. Sometimes it's not till the next day or even two days later, I'll wake up and I'll be laying there in the morning, all snubbed under my covers and and I'll have this, oh, you know what? I could this, I could that, I could such and such. Basically, that's the whole deal. Um, it's a little more uh, rich and complex than that because um, most of the time, the whole self, uh, especially when you get to be older and you're fully present um, to so many things, now you have access to the whole self a lot. And it's feeding in and, and you're seeing through those eyes a lot and, and you're hearing things differently. It, it's not like a younger soul who's not aware of all of the places you've been. Even if you're an old soul, so to speak, you still want to come in and have experiences of, of a core change, correct? So it's not only young souls that come here. There's a lot of older souls that want to have that core change. Um, yes, you want a core change. However, quite a few old, really old souls don't come in so much for core change as to be supportive of the core changes of others. And, and they hold that space for others. Um, and they, they try to be of service. Once someone has um, come to a certain state of evolution, for example, many times in your lifetime right now, you've experienced the actual full end state, even of a human, um, yeah. as well as you've experienced your multiple um, lives, both future and past and simultaneous. So yeah. 
how do evolved beings um, learn and change? If they are aware of a lot more, is there such a thing as a core change that is required or have they just reached a maximum state of evolution? I don't know if you understand my question. Yes, I do. And I'm trying to think of a good way to answer that. Um, without discouraging people. Okay. So maybe I can talk about when I figured out the system. <laughs> or, I, or I think I figured it out. Let's leave it at that. I you know, where you realize that life is a system and it has to be maintained. Okay, so we have this source stuff, the soup. And that source stuff can become a planet, it can become a human, it can become a tree, can become whatever. Whatever form can of consciousness it can. Um, and so, so then you would say, this is what I used to say, so what? What's the point? And, and then I realized, okay, the point was, and this was only the first point, <laughs> um, was that we would learn and we would grow. And, and so then the second point was the realization that we're here to experience the joy of what it is to be alive. Whatever form we take, doesn't matter. The tree experiences the joy of its own life. The, the planet, same thing. The human, the same thing. Uh, doesn't matter. There's a joy of existence because consciousness needs to create in order to keep consciousness going. And consciousness keeps going um, which keeps the whole system of life going. So we're going to define life as the I am, knowing you exist but not having any individuality, and then knowing that you exist and being something specific, a woman, a man, a dog, um, a tree, a, a house, a planet, etc., an alien, an E.T., um, or a ship, an ET ship, etc., because they're very conscious themselves. So you end up uh, realizing that life is a system and that the goal is to keep life alive in order to provide the opportunity for individual existence, which is so full of piss and vinegar, <laughs> so full of goofiness, so full of laughter and fun and sensory delights that are extraordinary. And, and that's, it's a beautiful way of being able to experience life and joy. Um, and, and you use that to create more experiences full of life and full of joy and full of um, good things. You can also use life to create uh, control systems. You can use it to, you know, get control of people, of things, of planets, of all sorts of things. Um, and, and that doesn't lead to a lot of joy. Um, it, it leads to a false and very transitory sense of satisfaction. And that's, um, it, it ends up being not fun. 
especially for everybody who's not the one in control. Um, and, and those control systems often collapse and they haven't created anything good to survive them, if that makes any sense. They haven't created the next system of life and laughter and joy and fun and love and, um, and goofiness and all that stuff. Um, and they, they don't have much of a sense of humor. Um, and so we say that they don't, pre they don't create more life. Um, individual life, they are life backwards. It's evil. Um, and, and so they, they're dead ends. Um, and then when, so then I was, I got to this point where I was like, okay, so what's the point? And finally had to realize that whether you are part of a humanoid group on planet earth or whether you're part of a humanoid group on Venus or somewhere in the Andromeda galaxy or wherever, um, you still have this urge to understand um, all of the, the smaller systems within the bigger system of life. And it comes down to maintaining that soup, period. And everything goes back into the soup. Um, if that soup were to stay quiet forever, we would not have the ability to have individual lives and experiences. And it would take a very long, and who knows what would be the next thing that would start the consciousness, the frequencies, you know, doing their thing again. So the goal is to keep it all going, but to keep it going in a way that we can enjoy. So okay? when you talked before about um, that people come here to have a core change and a lesson, for example, a lesson in patience and a lesson in forgiveness, a lesson in um, and not cheating and honesty or whatever, you know, those a lesson lessons. in a sense of humor. <laughs> a lesson, yes, in a sense of humor, yes. Okay. I, I could have one of those lessons. Um, so, <laughs> In other words, it's, it's something that is, that is uh, those core change are only for beings such as human beings, which are an evolving race. In other no. words, it isn't. So how do um, Syrians and Pleiadians and how do they come to their core change if they remember and have access to their full range of memory? They don't Because always have that. Okay, so we that's give them. Um, we we tend to treat other races as if they're gods. They're just other races of beings. They may have developed their consciousness a little bit more, their technology more, um, their social systems a little bit more, their spirituality a little bit more, but they're still after the same kind of experience, which is how do I get into the Godhead and come back out. You have to create, you have to make sure. And, and this is the thing that was so disappointing to me when, when it dawned on me. It's like, oh, we all go back into the soup if we don't keep this going. The soup is this amazing, um, you know, place of absolute and utter peace, stillness. That means nothing's moving. Silence. Nothing exists. There's just this knowing of I am and all of the potential that is associated with that. Um, but the, the goal is to evolve to the point where you can step into that bliss and live that bliss and still have form. 
And that's why I've been very excited about the humans on Earth and their end state, because that's their goal. <laughs> but I thought that I thought that most of the races, well, not most, many of the races um, who have evolved a lot more have already um, touched that state. Touch. Uh, well, we. I asked you the other day, and you said all races have their own end state, which can differ. And the difference with the human race is that it has a potential that is quite. Uh, different because it, it has the potential of being both matter and yeah. light at the same time and being able and not all races have that but my understanding was still that other races like for example pleiadians i'll ask pleiadians because that's where you're from that you have memories of and we can talk about uh, pleiadians so. yeah so pleiadians have have um more of a broad understanding of their their multiple their multi-dimensional anatomy so in other words when you can speak to I hope I said it right this time. And, uh, okay, good. Thank you. Okay. So you can have a conversation. And she is aware of her other multidimensional self. She's aware of you and her other selves. And mm -hmm. so her memories are much broader in her um, experience. She has access to it. And so right. my, my question is, is how do they get the core change? Because my understanding is if you've touched if you if you've touched if you if you've had a kundalini type of experience we call it kundalini maybe pleiadians call it something else okay, but if you've right. had a, a kundalini experience you have touched that godhead and in other words my understanding is that once you've touched that godhead long enough or many times mm -hmm. is, and you know unconditional love i mean unconditional love transcends everything so our many understanding of ethics and honesty and all these things there's a moment there where you understand all that. Yeah. And so you've, I mean, core changes. I mean, you understand all that. You understand love and everything is, is okay. So it might be very naive perspective, but that's my understanding of it. And so um, how does someone like Alelaume, Makumra, how does she get her core change? If she already has, you know, she doesn't come into a little life for 70 years and have all these, you know, loss oh. of memory so how does she have do you understand my question sorry i had yeah, to elaborate a little bit i there, think so. i do um so the important thing i think that really um is that we stop attributing a, i'm gonna say like a, a a set of assumptions to beings elsewhere what what becomes clear the further you evolve, and once you touch that Godhead, and, you know, like I have one toe in that all the time, um, because you never forget that bliss, never. Um, but once you touch that Godhead, and once you understand that life is a system that has to be kept going, and that you you then choose, are, are we going to align with um, life or are we going to align with death? So the goal, it, let's go to the Pleiadians now, very evolved, very high level of spirituality, have achieved, in, at least in this one group, the main group, um, the ability to be both material and energetic. Pure, I mean, it's, it's hard to describe that. Um, and you can move about with that, etc. And there's extraordinary power that comes with that. And there's also an extraordinary bliss 
and sense of satisfaction that goes with being able to extend life. So we get to a certain stage. It isn't about a core change. It's about being able to extend life and to bring joy and to create and to make life systems that will grow and evolve into something beautiful and uh, wise and true and etc cetera, etc cetera. and so that's where I, that's where I want to go that's what I meant a long time ago when we talked about what am I doing here it was I'm here to because it's kind of like a, a test for me this is like graduation um, from a long long period of training and that training is if I complete this and and at least do my best, <laughs> I will then have earned an invitation to be part of those teams that, that plant life, that seed life, that help life, that extend and build living systems of joy and beauty um, that can evolve and grow and offer this amazing kind of experience that life offers the taste, the smells, the all of the experiences. Um, we here on, on planet Earth are not really, we're not beginners. Uh, we've tried this more than once and we've gotten off track and we've gotten swept up into um, some pretty ugly systems that we're trying to get control. And the whole thing blew up. And Atlantis is a perfect example of that um why what whatever were they thinking um that's it was a disaster of planetary proportions um and so you have to ask yourself okay do we learn anything from that is that the way we want to go what is the point of destroying if the goal is just temporary control and to feel like you're powerful and to have people love you and look up to you because they're idolizing you, um, that doesn't go anywhere. I mean, that it's, I'm going to use that from now on. I've, I've kind of come to the point where it's like, that's the Hollywood model. That's why the people who, the cabal, have been using Hollywood as their distraction um for this whole thing that they're pulling off because that's their ideal to be among the beautiful people that are loved and that are um in control and that are worshiped and they think that that's worship you know most of the people on the planet just want to live they want to go fishing when they want to go fishing you know they want to sleep in when they want to sleep in they want to have blueberries and cream for breakfast when they when they can get it, etc. It isn't about uh, a world of illusions. The Hollywood model is a world of illusions and make believe. It's there's nothing about it that's real, and and so we are now. Um, I think we need to recognize that we're up against the Hollywood model or reality. In, in reality, you have to wash your socks, period. So um, here we are, and, and the, the goal is power, but it's power to what? Power to extend life 
power to make that life be beautiful and good and wonderful and to generate love everywhere you go. So the core change, once you've had the core change, becomes this appreciation of the individual life experience and then the group and then the nation and then the planet. And that planet then joins the um, the group of evolved beings who have said, you know, uh, the Hollywood model is not enough. We want something of substance. We want laughter. We want joy. We want eternal um, life or immortality. At we want at least 800, 900, 1,000, 1,500 year lifespans. What are we doing dying after 65 or 75 years? What's the point? You know, you get born, you suffer, you die. There's no point in that. The point is to learn to grow and step into your power and be able to make life the way that you want it to be. And you can do that either using evil or using uh, life, love. Um, and, and so that's, that's where it's at. So the core change for us as humans is through these individual little lives that we eventually grow and, and a core change for someone who is not in this reincarnation type of cycle yeah. necessarily is to um, be part of creating life, to be part of extending life, right. so to speak. Yeah. Now, when I first realized that the goal was to keep the system of life going, I sort of crashed. It was like, that's it. That's all there is. <laughs> and, and it was only gradually that I began to say, how could I say that's it? How could I um, have, how could I fail to appreciate the power and the depth and the, the joy of being able to, uh, to extend life? How that just, it's like, okay, so there's, you know, some people would say, no, I want to die and go to heaven. <laughs> and so my response would be, shut up. You're here to live and be in heaven. And, and so it's this whole, we have to let go of the fallacies, of the illusions, of the Santa Claus and Easter Bunny stories that were told to us by um, religions. Um, some of those religions aren't even nice. They're mean. They don't make any sense. And they're arbitrary. And they serve to make men and women feel like they have power. And that's it. That's it. And so one of the things that, um, even though I appreciate the religions and the people who um, learn and grow and, and move through those um, systems, if they don't mature, then it just becomes a con game and and we have to mature spiritually and and so you learn to appreciate the religions the side of the religion that is um saying there's a power out there um and you also at the same time you have to realize there's also a power in here in the individual um and and that when you don't have both you're out of balance. So 